Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a Hello and welcome to the Dork Forest. I'm Jackie Cation. I am your host of the Dork Forest. You probably know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. We're all over iTunes and whoever has downloaded it and repurposed it for whatever your needs. That's right. So feel free to review the show on iTunes. Uh, feel free to email me, Jackie at JackieCation.com, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns. Anyway, uh, let's do the credits. Mike Rickbert composed and sang that song you just heard. He sang it with his wife, Sarah. He'll sing again his words to the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. Patrick Brady is going to fix this audio, and Vilmos does my website. Okay, there are many ways to support the show. Let's talk about them. The easiest way is just to tell other people about the show and follow me on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat at Jackie Cation and tell people uh, word of mouth, word of mouth. Another way to support the show financially doesn't cost you anything is the Amazon banner. On JackieCation.com, there's an Amazon banner under support the show. And on dorkforest.com, there's just an Amazon link that takes you to Amazon. And both take you to Amazon. You order like normal, and the show gets a little bit of a kickback. doesn't cost you extra. It's just a way, if you order from Amazon, to help the show. More direct way of helping the show, you can uh, give money to the show via PayPal. There's a PayPal button under the Support the Show page on JackieCation.com, and there's a PayPal button on dorkforest.com. You can donate directly. If you want to give monthly, I haven't made that easy. I don't have a monthly setup. Uh, I know that it's easy. Uh, I just don't have any time to do it. So you have to remember every month that you like the show and then give me money. So uh, I'll use it wisely on audio cables and chocolate, whatever. Uh, another way to support the show, if you don't like PayPal, is people have been Venmoing me money. I'll take it. That seems lovely. Jackie at JackieCation.com. It's just under JackieCation. So whatever. If you have listened to all 600 and whatever episodes of the Dork Forest and would like more Dork Forest, there are premium episodes, probably a dozen of them. And they are, in the last couple of years, if I do a live episode, it usually costs me some money. So I have been putting them up on Bandcamp and they cost money. They cost two bucks a pop. But if you go to the dorkforest.bandcamp.com, you can see those different shows. They're usually live episodes around the world. And there is also a four four stories on a on a sort of a handmade storytelling album that I made over there too and those are just a buck each. So if you want to go to Bandcamp, you can do that as well. You can order merch on jackiecation.com. There are shirts and CDs and a DVD of my stand up. There's the stand up CDs Circus People. It's never going to be bread. This will make an excellent horcrux and my brand new album, I am not the hero of this story. And they're all available as CDs on JackieCation.com. They're all available digitally on Amazon and iTunes. And you can just listen to them on Pandora and Spotify and whatever. So, but if you like hard copies, let me know if you want them signed or not. Um, there's also a DVD of the Horcrux album, which is video. That's what a DVD is. And you can download that at ComedyFilmNerds.com if you just like a download. 
Okay, there are shirts. There's my stand-up shirt, Spooky Reading Girl. There's also two Dork Forest t-shirts. So there's the Ranger of the Dork Forest t-shirt, and there is a Dork Forest logo shirt. And all the shirts are made in the United States, union-made, so they run a little big because they're made by Americans. Other than that, my stand-up is available on the website on jackiecation.com. You can watch my Conan sets. You can watch a bunch of different stand-up sets. You can, and then you can see what my schedule's like. Enough of this. Let's get into the show. It's a really good one. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm in my living room. I'm with uh, Kyle Clark, you guys. You guys might know Kyle Clark from the Jackie and Lori show and from stand-up comedy and from your Twitter feed is at Kyle Clark is rad. Yes. You have your own podcast, This Is Rad. I do. Yes. And Kyle Clark, a stand-up comic, you have an album. I do. A stand-up comedy album called I'm a Person. That is what it's called. That is what it's called. And uh, now you're on The Dork Forest. I am. It's exciting to be here. As somebody whose podcast uh, started off, the pitch for it was basically we're ripping off The Dork Forest. (laughs) It's very exciting to be here. <laughs> oh, this is is this is red is not that it's got like it's, five people and you guys. Just, I mean, you guys all well, dork up. Well, it's about enthusiasm and it's about about thinking things are good instead of shitting on things. Oh, okay. Oh, fair enough. Fair and, enough. And uh, as far as I can tell, we are the two podcasts that do that. <laughs> that do that. Obsessed. J- Joseph oh, that's Scrimshaw? true. Oh, I do like his show too a lot. Yeah. Yes. He's uh, and he was so funny because he that's what he pitched it as. He said. It's kind of like yours, and I'm like, I have, uh, I, enthusiasm. I don't, I didn't trademark. I've it. come to find out that uh, you paved the way for a whole subgenre. <laughs> if this were the Netflix of podcasts, there would be oh. uh, dark for, or a dark, dark forest. forest uh, there should be a acolytes. dark forest channel. Yeah. A Dork Forest channel, and not a real channel, because that sounds like a lot of work. Uh, <laughs> it could be just like a Dork Forest, and then like I could, I could have a page on some non-existent DorkForest.com that was a list of podcasts that are just like the Dork Forest. Oh, it's... Super positive, super fun. <laughs> Let's listen to what people like. And so, but you, what you like... I do. Because it is September 24th, mm-hmm. and it has begun... Is Halloween. Yes. So we're going to. Oh, it's the best. It's, it's the best time of the year. The best time of the year? Did you did you trick or treat as a child? I did. I trick or treated until I was in sixth grade, and my my 11. parents then made me stop trick or treating. Uh, other kids I knew continued. I was already six one by then. Oh yeah. So they were like, "Hey, you got to knock it off. You look like a thug teen, <laughs> even though you're eleven. Even though you're a, you were six one when you were eleven. Yeah." Man, my body's a nightmare place. That I'm really, six six now. For those listeners who don't know, right? Who don't know and have to know that there's just the yeah. There's just a lot of fun stuff when you're a giant person that has to stop much earlier than it's supposed to. Right, and that's and then you do stand up. Yeah, because uh, there was there were issues. It's uh, so. stand up is just each person going. Hey, here's the thing that went wrong for me. <laughs> right, I was 17 and I couldn't stop having acne. For yeah, a decade. <laughs> And so people were ridiculous, and I fixed it, and now I'm better, and I'm better looking than I ever was. But that doesn't mean that it wasn't horrible for those five years. Mm. Oh. So you trick-or-treated, and then did you hand out? Uh, I did a little bit. And did you did you always dress up? Uh, yes. I was, okay. And now what's weird? Now, not the biggest dresser-upper. Oh, interesting. I, I feel like me and Halloween have had this strange run. I've always loved it. Didn't dress up in middle school and then did for chunks of high school just because I was like, look at me. I desperately crave your attention. <laughs> and then college didn't really. And then but over the years, it's kind of just become this thing like it's I like the fall. It's my favorite season as oh, far as like oh, weather and stuff yeah. goes. I love a sweater. Sure. I, I love like a hot, apple spicy beverage. <laughs> 
Like, right, the pumpkin, the latte. Don't do pumpkin stuff either, though. So I'm this weird walking contradiction oh, of things. Oh, you like apples, not pumpkins. Yeah, I will, I'll go apples over pumpkin just about every time. Okay. Uh, and, well. And I have always have a real issue with pumpkin pie being the front runner of all pies because I feel like it's a little weaker on the pie front. We're oh, shooting ourselves in the foot, and that's why big cake's always taken over. <laughs> Big cake. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you heard it here first. Oh, I'm, I'm here mostly to spread awareness for the, the cruel spread of big cake. <laughs> right. I will say, I, I like pie better than cake. Yeah. I like ice cream better than both of them. Oh, I mean, ice cream. Um, I don't even know why we bother with other desserts. We hit the top. Uh, yeah, and I guess we just keep, really. we keep handing out also ran medals to other desserts. Because it melts. And yeah. you, could have, you could have pie cold. You could have it hot. Yeah. I get it. I, I, and sure. I like a fruit pie. I, yeah. I used to only like pumpkin pie. Oh. I never liked other pie. Then I realized, much like pancakes, it was because Nancy Cation couldn't make a pie to save her damn ah, life. Ah, there you go. Yeah, yeah and having a, sh- a bad pie will really like ruin things. It'll put you off Like pie. a bad apple pie, and you're just like, oh, I guess there's just nothing good in the world. Yeah. And you finally yeah. have one done well, and you're and like, then, oh, okay. And a pumpkin pie, if you buy a pie shell and you buy that pumpkin filling... And uh, it's pumpkin pie filling. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Yeah. And then you don't have to do anything. <laughs> and then that's Nancy Cation cooking. That was and, easy cooking in the 70s. Right. And so it worked out. And then that was the kind of pie that I was like, well, then that's what pie should be. It at least should feel like it's done. There's, and there's every- no retro person who turns and goes, you know what I miss is old pie filling. <laughs> Old pie filling or uncooked pie filling or to overcooked. Ooh, ooh. So, But now... I, when it comes to pie, over a pumpkin pie, I will go cherry pie. Yeah, I will go, solid call. Uh, cherry pie, all berry pie, yep. and then apple pie. All and then, solid. So a lot of people are into some pudding pies. I enjoy a pudding pie. You quite like a pudding a bit. pie, like a chocolate pudding. I, pie? I think the chocolate silk pie is one of the better things you can put in your oh, mouth. That's it. Like. I like pudding. <laughs> I just it's it's the crust that makes me go. Well, that's a waste of. Yeah, I mean, just oh, give yeah. me some more pudding. Then, now sometimes we're talking that that crushed up Oreo crust though, and that's a great thing. That is a pretty good thing. Then you got two kinds of chocolate coming at you. That's true. Okay, so <laughs> now I love this. Here, watch this segue. Okay, I was thinking about pie to, because I just had a boysenberry pie because I. Ordered it at Knott's Berry Farm last night Knott's when I went Berry to Farm. Knott's Scary Farm. Not Scary Farm. Knott's Berry Farm is supposedly, when I moved here, it was the lame, like, knockoff of Six Flags. Sort of, yeah. And then I went and I was like, no, no, I like this it's a, a lot. It's, <laughs> it's, it's mellower. I love it. It's a mix of like a county fair, like you can get ribs. Yep. It's not too expensive. Mm-hmm. And then they have like giant, like, sup- like Superman y kind of like. Yeah, epic rides. They have epic rides. They have lame rides, yep. uh, which I enjoy a lame ride. Like one of my favorite rides at Disneyland is that rocket thing. Oh, that's a good like time. Dumbo, but hey, it's, it's a like fun... a 50s rocket one where I'm like, I just want to sit in that rocket forever <laughs> and have people take pictures of me in that rocket. <laughs> I like a fun photo op that moves. <laughs> right, and then it's just a swing. And so it's fine. But um but Knott's Berry Farm also has like geodes and stuff. Yes. You can buy weird crystals and uh it, it opens it up and you're like, it could have the big It's the weirdest thing that it's this this 49er minor themed park that yes. also has theme park rides, but is also built around fried chicken and the boysenberry. And the boysenberry. And so you had uh, did you get the fried chicken? Of course I did. It's Everybody was amazing. like, you have to try the fried chicken. And uh I love chicken with the power of the sun. Fried chicken, not my downfall. Really? Roast. Oh. Roasted chicken. Uh, big huh. chicken, uh, rotisserie You're such chicken, an adult. and then fried chicken. Well, I don't like the uh, I don't like the breading. Oh, see. You know what I like? I like the chicken. 
Mm, I want to eat okay, a fucking okay. chicken, which is inside. Are you a white everybody. meat person too? Nope. Are we going to come to blows nope. on this? No, okay, dark meat because dark meat's all... the way to go. And uh, I, it only in the last few years has it occurred to me that I'm like, why are they always saying all white meat chicken? They're selling you the garbage part, and like it's a good thing. <laughs> Right, and I only make entire chickens, so I have to figure out a way to bake the the white meat. Turns into chicken salad. Uh, no, it's not bad if you. I make. I'm, I've actually perfected the cookie of a oh. chicken, so I'm not going to lie to you. I'm really good <laughs> at it. So, but so you had fried chicken and boysenberry pie. I over did. It. See, not and every year starting when it had to have just started. It, it started on Thursday. I went for the first Saturday. Oh. Jackie asked me how many parks I've already been to for their opening Halloween celebrations. How, All the ones that are open. All the ones that are open. Yes, yeah, so it just I, that I went one? to Halloween Horror Nights uh, last week because for Where? their uh, Universal Studios for their opening night, oh. and then I did not scary from this week. Uh, I'm at Six Flags in two weeks. Okay, uh, I'll be doing the Haunted Hayride somewhere in that run. Oftentimes, I have the problem of I hit all of the Halloween haunts before October starts. Okay, and so then I'm having to scrap together and find weird side stuff. Okay, uh, you should invite. I was going to say us, but you should invite Andy. Because here's the thing. I went to Not Scary Farm once with uh, Andy and friend of the show, Scott Rogers. Ooh, that's a good who, time. Who loves all things Disney and all things Haunted House. See, he's the man of my own heart. 30, 40 haunted houses at Not Scary Farm. The whole of the park done with uh, that. With the spookies. The, 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 the fog. fog. Some sort of crazy ass fog. And uh, th- it was. I did four of the haunted houses, and I was like, no, they're ruining everything for my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it, I was like, oh, you're going to fuck with dolls? I never even liked dolls, but you've <laughs> ruined dolls. And then here's here's another, I mean, it was like, they're all themed. Oh, yeah. And they're kind of 45 different themes, and kind of mostly just... 45 they, different they, knives. They bounce back and forth. Yes, 45 different knives is a great way to describe every haunted attraction. <laughs> uh, I went last night. Uh, so yeah. th- those are the big two, are Horror There's... Nights at Universal and Not Scary Farm. Okay. They're both very popular. They're both very different. Okay. They, they are almost a Marvel and DC, to put them in terms for you. Oh, fair enough. Uh, Ho- Halloween Horror Nights is yeah. very much Marvel. It's flashy. There's a lot of money being thrown around. Okay. They're very good, but sometimes the depth leaves a little bit lacking, even though they are pulling from some quality histories, and it's not to be ignored. Okay, so what are they also haunted houses? They also do haunted houses. And what is They the do theme? movie tie-ins, largely. Movies. So, like, this year for them... Frankenstein or something? So they've done those in the past. There was actually a year I was really sad before I really got into going to the haunts, because this has only been the last few years, because as a kid, I was terrified of these things. Okay. They would make me sob uncontrollably. Yes! And I have that inner child and, is still working it. Uh, 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 here, I'll, I'll sidestep for a little bit, give a little context. I am super into these. I've been into them for probably the last seven or eight years. It's really become a full-on obsession. Okay. So it's relatively young still. 2010. Because as, as a child... I would go to these things at my with my parents. Like I literally, I would read Pirates of the Caribbean with my face buried in my mother's side, sobbing because <laughs> I didn't like how intense and scary the pirates were. Okay. And around nine or ten, I decided I got to toughen up, and so I was okay. trying to like get into things. And instead, it went from being totally terrified of spooky things to that being like my favorite thing. The like, only thing I love sci-fi. I love you know some fantasy stuff. I love superheroes. I love all the all the genre world sure. things. 
horror is number one without a doubt. Like, okay. like I can Gore talk about horror or all of it. Horror. Literally all of it. All of it. The, to me, there's there's no such thing as bad horror unless it's boring. And even okay. then, sometimes it's fun. I love <laughs> I, when anything well done is great. If something's super gory and it's spectacular, you know, you're Example? dead a lot. Uh, like Dead Alive, Peter Jackson's movie from okay. 1990 uh, is one of the most amazing. And the last 20 minutes can only be described as gooey. Oh, uh, interesting. Uh, I I think that the first uh, Saw movie is really well made. I think that, okay. that it, like like uh, you know I love uh, you know some of your more intense writers. You know your J- Craig, you know John- Jonathan Skip and people like that who write really splattery books. You know, because okay. I think they're a lot of fun. Uh, but on the flip side, doesn't mean I also don't love your classy things. I love my old Universal monster movies. I love. Uh, I'm a big fan of. I'm trying to think who else we can kind of throw into the classy run, but kind of all over the place. Like, I, well, remember? Do, uh, do you ever see the 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 Dracula movie that was supposed to be funny? Was, Dracula Dead and Loving It. No, it would, no, that one was funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that one was more of a uh, the Zorro the Gay Blade of Dracula movies. Ooh, um, but. Um, I'm thinking of Nosferatu, I think. Okay, yeah. It's, the uh, silent one? Yeah. Yeah. The, the original the movie, or the remake? The remake. The remake. That, uh, 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 Buscemi? No. Bush- oh, oh, Shadow of the Vampire. Shadow of the Vampire. That's it. Okay, with William Dafoe playing the vampire. Um, <laughs> That's uh, it. I, yes. That's a fun one. Yeah. So uh, it was supposed to be funny. Yeah. And I uh, was up all night. Accidentally saw it. You know what you would enjoy? Did you see What We Do in Shadows? No. Because it's played as a straight comedy. It's a mockumentary okay. done by the, a bunch of people who worked on Flight of the Concords. And it's about a okay. bunch of vampires living in a small town in New Zealand. And it is howlingly funny. Okay. It is so well observed. What We Do in Shadows? In, in Shadows. Like, I would okay. highly recommend it. It's, it's probably, in my opinion, one of the better comedies in the last 10 years. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, And so, uh, yeah, toughened myself up, started going to these park things, and I have very bad anxiety. Uh, okay. Like like any good comedian, I've got enough nervous tics to uh, uh you know fill an album I, after album. Interesting. And, and then you thought you'd pander. To so those. what happens? And I've talked about it with my therapist, and she was actually real impressed with what I did. Is I have found that like I get very anxious going through those things because I'm afraid of being startled. But I'm not even afraid of the startling, which is all it is when they jump out at you. Right. You're startled for a moment, and then right. you laugh. Yeah, yeah. It's going in. It's the like. The pre fear of walking across the border into the thing because once you're in, you're fine and you just have to deal. It's the yeah. anticipation of going in <laughs> that would fill me with like horrible anxiety. And I found okay. that like by going through those and moving past the anxiety and engaging in the thing, the worst that happens is I get startled and then all of a sudden I'm alive and I've walked through basically all the elements of a panic attack and okay. come out the other end fine. So it's basically this weird immersion therapy for my anxiety right. disorder. Face your fears. Yeah. Okay. And in a fun way with a lot of great production design. Right, really good production design. <laughs> and so <laughs> a lot of good work being done with cobwebs. Yeah. And so like Universal's fun. They do like movie tie-ins. Like this year they had one for the new Insidious movie coming out. They had Blumhouse, the production company, had one that had mul- multiples of their movies all in one maze. They actually this year was all about mashups because they also had one that was Freddy, Jason, and Leatherface all in one thing where you kind of went from movie to movie and they had okay. kind of the greatest hit scenes from all their movies. And they it were they were literally like you're walking. Uh, you're walking one through room. a horror movie yeah yeah one is is a reproduction of a movie of a scene from texas chainsaw massacre and then the next room freddy krueger's hanging out doing a thing and then the next scene jason's around and they'll kind of vary throughout the going oh okay so so it's fun yeah it's and it's kind of i mean super i bet you 
if you're a movie nerd, you're just like, oh my god, they grabbed that thing from that thing. Uh, the, there's some head exploding scary. ones, yeah. Yeah, We're, it's more fascinating than anything else, the it's, universal ones. It's like, like the closest you get to getting onto like the set of a thing or like crawling inside of it, you know? Right. And, and it's, uh, you know, it's just neat, like, especially like I love the Friday the 13th movies because they're just like a hot mess and yeah. I kind of, they, they are so id driven machines that just do their job and i okay. kind of love them for it and so like getting to like walk into one of those and have like a big and big giant jason guy who it's always fun because they're always a little shorter than me <laughs> like walk in and like there's almost this like i forget to get afraid in some of those ones because yeah. i'm like hey i know you <laughs> well that's it i mean that's what i would think that those would be more especially if you've seen the movies oh yeah like and people watch those movies over and over and over again oh the coolest one yeah they did an alien versus predator maze a few years ago okay. and one of the rooms you walk in and there's an 18 foot tall queen alien from the james cameron alien movie yeah and i was like taken aback because i just couldn't stop looking at it because it's this thing from this movie i've seen a billion times right and i feel a tap on my shoulder and it is literally one of the aliens that was trying to scare me yeah because this was supposed to distract you and then this thing pops out right. but i was so enraptured that it was literally pointing to the door because i was holding up the line <laughs> like and i was just politely shuffled off by a xenomorph <laughs> And it was funny because I – do you know Blair Butler? Uh, Yes. Uh, Her and I – because she is a big horror nut too. And we were talking – she had gone through the same maze and had the same thing happen to her. Oh, really? So we were both reveling in the fact that we both like lost our nerd minds staring at this giant (laughs) queen alien because it's like, oh, this is as close as I can get to you being real without me having a real problem. Yeah, without it actually being the thing. And then if that comes, you don't want that. That's a bad call. No, no. That would be terrible. It's so – so those ones, the universal ones, were our movie ones. And then – so do they have hay bales and like the scarecrow yeah, sure. and I mean, Batman Arkham? And, I, mean, I mean, that'd be the truly scary That'd ones. be, I keep waiting for one. I think like DC is always a little nervous, although they keep moving further and further towards like edgelord country where I feel like we could get there. But <laughs> I like, don't even know what that means. I just learned it recently, so I've been throwing okay, it out. Right? Like, it's, it's the kid in the fedora and the trench coat who loves Spawn. Oh, weird. And just extreme, cool, dark comics and like <laughs> Clive right. Barker gets it and like. Edgelord. Yeah. Oh, it's right. fun. It's uh, I picked it up somewhere and I was like, ooh, I'm full on stealing that term. Fair enough. In it. Uh, but they like going through like like those ones, it's a lot of fun. And I definitely think that like I bet DC would start doing that. It seems like they kind of wander more and more, but doing like a full Arkham Asylum where you're wandering through would be really cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean it would be I mean, genuinely scary. Did you play the first Arkham Asylum video, nope. video watch game? People, we got it. Uh, yeah. Watch people play it. Uh, don't don't all those fun the... little nightmare modes. I was like, oh, yeah. this is like truly horrific. Kind of walking through these oh, parts, which is why D- DC and I have such a hard time together because I'm like, all of the bad guys are genuinely insane. Yeah, and they're terrifying to me. So. That's I I feel like it's weird. Now I feel like I'm a man without a country. But a few years ago, when I was really kind of done with marvel doing non-stop events some somewhere between Ugh. dark rain and civil oh, war 2 i was like oh i think I'm, I think I'm off the boat i think i'm all yeah. done too many crossovers i i refuse to do any yeah I, I i won't yeah. do them uh, uh, if you got a good single arc up. yeah i'll catch up uh you could tell me what happened oh is oh Captain America's possessed by a Nazi red skull. Uh, I'll find out in, in post. Uh, the flip side was then because I was always sort of a DC person, but like only read, I read a lot of like Vertigo is maybe my favorite imprint ever. But okay. Beyond that and anything that would kind of play with that. So I knew like Swamp Thing and then I knew Batman, but lots of the big stuff I missed. Okay. And I had a friend who was a big DC fan who literally put his arm, he's like, 
like a like he sees I'm like a jilted lover, and he's like, I feel like I know exactly what you need. <laughs> Here, have you tried the Starman run from the mid two thousand? Like, oh no, Starman's I didn't know it great. could be this good. It like, could, it can. And be. he's like, what about those new gods? I'm like, what? There's a whole cool <laughs> sci-fi world that's weird and spooky. Yeah, yeah. It's um, there's yeah, there's I mean, there's a lot of good stuff oh, that's it's... being done in Vertigo mostly. But okay, oh, so 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 that's universal. So that's universal. So not being the more what I'll say DC is like it, it falls apart immediately <laughs> but it's basically it's all homemade stuff it's, it's all, all super it's homemade. local artists it's it's artisanal horror <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so it really is though. I think the best examples I can run through are are actually a couple that I saw from last night because I've, I've my girlfriend Natalie Hazen is yes. also a fan of these mostly because I've tricked her into liking them Right. Uh, she was unopinionated un, un, un before, and now it's a, kind of our thing as a couple, as every year we go through all these guys. And right. we were there last night with a couple of friends running through, and they the new ones they've updated a few for this year are really neat. First of all, there's one that's super fun that they've had for a few now, where they give you a laser tag-style gun, oh. and you walk in, and there are zombies who have these things <gasps> on their neck, and you get to shoot at them. And when you shoot them, they turn green, and they can't get you, and they fall backwards. Oh, and my it's, God. It's the most gratifying thing ever. You run that, through... I would go through that. Oh, it's so much fun. That sounds awesome. Um, and they used to do it outdoors, and that was fun and had kind of a jungle gym feel. Now they've kind of done the best of both worlds where you're actually in very tight corners so you gotta like check your back and like work as a group to kind of get through and your little little groups are like seven tearing through i did laser tag with ron funches and his son and like 40 like children and their parents somewhere in the middle of texas (laughs) and um ron funches is really good at laser tag as you can imagine Uh, the guy's a video game guy so uh he just I would constantly see on my gun, oh, Ron Funches got you. And I was like, what the fuck? And anyway, so I imagine um, you just hear his like little his laugh, laugh as like a snake <laughs> rattle right before you're shot up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I can't do it. But uh one of the ones that they did last night that was really the standout of the run because so Universal also does usually six mazes and a tram ride. Where the tram ride they actually dump you off of the famous Universal tram ride and you have you go for about a mile hike through the oh. back lot for stuff. It's very neat. Yeah. Um, so they usually do six or seven in a tram ride. Knott's usually does about nine. Okay. Uh, and then they'll have other stuff kind of going along. And one of the ones they did last, like the, two years ago, they had one that was running that was like a Game of Thrones spooky thing where you're basically getting chased by white walkers through like an air-conditioned building. Okay. Uh, one of the ones they did this year was called Dark Ride. And it was that you were walking through the tracks of an old abandoned, like Pinocchio, Snow White style dark ride that's been like overtaken by like mutated carnies. Oh, like a haunted old. Like, like... so parts of the ride are broken down versions of an old spooky ride. Yeah. And then you'll wander off the path into like, you know, the control center rooms and the design. Oh my God. It was, and like, and. The thing I'll say that Knotts has, I think, over Universal is like the people, the, the term for people who are in those things that yeah. scare you is one of my favorite portmanteaus, scarecters. Scarecter! <laughs> I just bought a Kindle single that's a, a guy who's like confessions of a scarecter, and it's him writing about his life as a scarecter. And I was like, yes, I will spend $3 on this. Oh, yes, I will. Uh, but oh, my God. How they, can I just send that guy $3? They are on never... another level there. 
Like it's insane. Like the Knott's Berry. The Knott's Berry. They'll chase you from room to room. They'll they'll like if they don't get you, they're gonna figure out how to get you. They are true artists on it. And and like they'll move past you and look for somebody in your group who's not paying attention, and then plant themselves just outside of their like view. Yeah. So when they turn to say something, they'll just ah. Yeah. Like it yeah. was. They're they, uh, they really. They care more about it. They're, they're, they're so the commitment. Good. I hope that they're making at least fifteen bucks an hour. Natalie and I keep threatening to. There's a gang of like long running employees there in their like ghost town area. Yeah, because they wear these like knee pads and boots that have metal pads on them, and they have them so that when they leap across the ground, they can spark in front of you as they go. Oh. And Natalie and I keep threatening to when we get married, find a place that has an antechamber before you get into the place where you get married, yeah. and fill it with fog and have pay two or three of those guys to just be in there and to get to our wedding you have to get spooked by people and go through a scare zone uh yeah that actually there's nothing wrong with that as a that's a hilarious we just andy and i just went to virginia for a wedding my nephew's wedding and it was in this national park it was a ta- it was so it was right next to this cornfield and as we walked by it andy said in the middle of their service a baseball team is going to step out <laughs> of that cornfield, sing hallelujah, and then fade back into the corn. And I said, I wish we were fabulously wealthy and we could have hired that team. That would have been the greatest gift, greater even than the gift, gift of life. Anyway, so yes. So, okay, so they have not essentially nine real haunted houses yeah. or haunted experiences yes. and then a tram ride or a... uh, that's it the other one for this oh, one, one this one they it's right, all... that one is six and a tram ride this but is the, nine nine and then also almost the entire park is done up in scare people right well we did four and then i said you guys go on another one i'm gonna sit and regroup on this bench and some fucking terrifying being yep. came and sat next to me mm-hmm. and i was like <laughs> Can't face it. I can't do it, man. <laughs> but I wish I could because it sounds. I mean, people who go have the best time. They really they love it so. So, um, um, so, uh, so what? So there's there's not the Game of Thrones one, but the the, the, the spooky dark ride one. The spooky dark ride one. That's a new one. That's a new one. That was new this year. Oh, what God. was the other new? That's new such one? a great idea. They, they put in two brand new ones and they reskinned everything this year. I was actually very impressed after going a few years in a row. They definitely mm-hmm. kind of like put a new coat of paint on a bunch of stuff. Oh, that's oh the other one they did was a new one called Pumpkin Eater, which so. I, yes. I love the narrative of a maze. Like, I okay. feel like really good ones do tell a story in an immersive, theatrical way as you go through. And I've definitely yeah. seen some really spectacular ones that really do have a, like a beginning, middle, and end and are able to, in a really cool way. Like a I, reason for you to go in it. Yeah. And when you come out of it, you feel like you've actually seen a story. Yeah. Like, okay. you, they had one many, many years ago called Club Blood that was like a cool nightclub yeah. that was actually full of vampires that then took you back to a lab and drained your blood and <laughs> sent you out. And like, you kind of follow these pieces. So there's like this, and then there's, you know, you go through a spooky cave, and then you go to this lab, and there's sexy vampire ladies and there's mannequins inside of big blood bags getting drained away and stuff like that and right just like this is everything i want it to be <laughs> uh and and so walking through stuff like that you're kind of cool this pumpkin eater one natalie and i have been talking about since last night trying to decipher the plot of it because it <laughs> appears to be that there's like a person who's like killing people and then carving them up like jack-o'-lanterns okay but then at one point you just go inside of a giant pumpkin and then there's pumpkin monsters inside wow like and and it was gorgeous Trippy. the funniest thing about it was uh in, there's like 
there's always stuff like hanging down because they really want it to be this multi-sensory thing. Yeah. And sometimes it's to move through a door so you can't see what's next, but sometimes it's just to mess with you. Just to touch your and, head. And what's great is the a lot of them were designed to look like the guts of a pumpkin when you're in the pumpkin, and they had <gasps> seeds on them. And like oh. it was real fun to watch my girlfriend immediately no longer be at all concerned with monsters. And it's just like, oh, how cute is this? They have seeds. <laughs> And so, like, that one was, That's awesome. And that was cool because, like, that does the thing I like with someone where it goes indoor and outdoor. So parts of it you're inside. And then all of a sudden you can, like, see the sky. Yeah. Because there's nothing worse than when you realize you see the sky but you're still not out of the maze. Oh. Because now you're like, oh, there was, like, there's hope of the outside world. But I'm still in this. Oh, and, and then when I'm you go back the, inside something. In the ride. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which is neat. Um, they, I'm trying to think. How much they, is it to get into the places? So, it varies from spot to spot. Okay. You know, it's definitely – it's never cheap. It's usually kind of like the like – the 50 bucks or you more? You know, probably like an $80 ticket sometimes. Okay. It depends on – the other thing is like my girlfriend and I will literally take extra jobs in the summertime to save up to do our front-of-the-line passes for it. Oh, okay. Which, you know, is is a wonderful place in life to be at. And yeah. I think that, that, you know, sometimes with these things, like it's cool to like wait in line and hang with your friends. I am there to see this stuff. <laughs> This and is then, the one time of year I'm going to get to do this. This yep. is this is my this is my Star Wars. I've started describing for exciting yeah. things, <laughs> and so I want to see it all. Like I, there are nine mazes at Knotts, that, and we did thirteen by the end of the night because we redid four of them. Okay, and you bought front of the line tickets as yes. well. So like to get in might be sixty five or eighty bucks, and then they'll throw another forty fifty bucks on for the for the front of the line yes. pass. So it's okay. not cheap. Right, right. It's it's definitely it's a commitment, especially if you're going to go to like four or five of them yeah. in a season. So it's something you have to save up for all year. Yeah, and and you know I could you know some years we've just done the those two and sort of shine the other. Like sometimes we'll add extras as we kind of go along. Those are the two because they're so pricey. You know, yeah, that's the thing. And any overage over that, if you had a good month or something goes, then right. you can figure out something else. But those are definitely the go tos. Okay, so those are the two. Because yeah. I bet you, because here in, in Los Angeles, at the very least, there's got to be a lot of. I, uh, I'm very excited about this. For the, 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 well, there's the hayrides. There's also home haunts are a big thing here. But I've never been kind of privy into that because it's almost its own separate scene from the oh, theme park right. stuff. You kind of have to be and, invited. And that's like my big push this year is I, I joined a horror trivia team because okay. uh, I. As a way to try to get in? I, mostly because it became my poker night because I realized like I needed something to go so. Socialize with other vaguely adult people <laughs> in a thing that is not stand-up comedy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I needed enough. a good, like, one night out of the month where I try to go do that. Yeah. Now, sometimes a gig comes up and I bail Have on that and bail. go do the thing. But, sure. like, but they are way into it. So they're starting to kind of hit me to some of that stuff. So Okay. And they're called Home Horror Nights? Like, or Home Haunts. Home haunts. Uh, there's actually, I will recommend to your listeners if they're fa- you know curious about the home haunt element. There's an amazing documentary called The American Scream yeah. that follows three families in New in New England who are live in one town and are running home haunts. Okay, and they're interesting because they're all very different people. Like one, it's a father and son, and they're both not quite all there. <laughs> Uh, and they're a lot of fun. There's a guy who like had a heart attack and was going to not do it. And then like his community came around him to help him do it. And there's one guy who really wants to go pro and like do it on some professional level. Right. His story in it is 
really kind of great because he's very intense. He's very focused, but it's also fun. It's the first time I ever thought, oh, maybe I do want kids because okay. he has a daughter in it and she's way into helping her dad with this weird, dumb thing he loves right, so much. Right, because she wants and to spend time way- with her dad. And like, that was the first time I was like, oh shit, yeah, I do want that. God damn yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah. How can, you can't just throw that at me. Like <laughs> little, His daughter in her you know, jack-o'-lantern dad. shirt helping him spray blood on a mummy and not have my heart <laughs> melt and me go, okay, well now my ovaries okay, are going. No, I, I need, need this to happen. <laughs> Yes. Well, it's uh, because Andy loves decorating the house. And uh, his favorite thing is day after Halloween to hit like all the different stores. Oh, yeah. He knows what's up. He knows what's up. And was it two years ago? He came home and he was like, I got six Dementors. (laughs) (laughs) So we have Dementors that he hangs all around the house. I just did that Harry Potter ride at Universal this last time. It was the first time I'd been on it. Have you been on that? Yeah. Oh, my God. It is terrifying. Which the the one at um, not Gringotts, just the no, Hogwarts just, uh, one, the, the Hogwarts, Hogwarts one. one, the Forbidden Journey, the or Forbidden whatever. Journey. Oh my God, that thing's it's, amazing! It's great. It's a it's a cross between an actual physical ride and the and the, the, the video. Yeah, yeah, and and so the the Gringotts one is amazing too. I, I got to do that. Is that, that the same the thing where they're in... on the arm again? Like, is the same kind of setup for a ride? Um, no, it's wait. I don't think so. Okay. It felt the same, but I don't think it was. Okay. Uh, I look back on it. <laughs> but the uh, the crazy thing is, is we went to, to Orlando in January on a Tuesday. So there was no one there. <sighs> so you know how, like, they spend so much time and money at Disneyland. Uh, the queue line. The queue line. We missed the whole story because we just zoomed right to the front of the ride. It's a good problem and to have. It's an excellent problem. We went on a couple of times. Did you so. go into the bathroom where uh, Moaning Myrtle is in there making everything weird? Uh, yeah, Moaning Myrtle will be there. And then they have a nocturne alley in, uh, oh, yeah. in Orlando. And because uh, they don't, they don't have a diagonally here. And, yeah, uh, it's not, just the. It's just uh, it's just Hogwarts and Hogsmeade. And but uh, the classic thing that happened at Hogsmeade in Orlando was an actual dirtbag drunk guy came in. So it was it, it felt just like the book. Oh, Remember wow. how uh, the Hogshead? Oh um, yeah, yeah. The Hogshead was your... kind of the skeevy. Yeah, the Hogshead uh, dude came in. Uh, I love that he's like martyring himself. Like I want them to have a good experience, even yeah, if I get. Tamed. I lost my shoe. I'm drunk at ten thirty in the morning. I need three fire whiskeys to go, and you're like to go. Yes, thank you, Universal. And uh, so, um, so do you? Have you the decorating? What do you think of the decorating? I enjoy the decorating. I love so. Like I love haunts. What's nice about the theme park haunts? I think I fell into it. Also, huge theme park nerd. Uh, oh, in general, just in general, uh, it's. I think I love spectacle and sure. like organized fun, <laughs> right? And uh, <laughs> the the production values are amazing, yeah. and and I just love like that that approach to it, and like that kind of experiential thing where you're like, oh, this is like happening to me. I'm not like I'm a active participant to some level. Yes, and um, especially at that level, and those home home haunts. I bet you they're amazing here just oh, yeah. because of how many production people live here. There was one, I guess, that is not open this year but ran for many years. And I've not been able to get somebody to – it was called Boney Island. And from what everybody has said, it was a Simpsons writer did it. Okay. But no one has given me a name. And as a member of Stonecutters LA, I got a pretty good working list of who it might be. Right. But no one will cop to it. And Fair I don't want to like walk up to any of these people if I see just them say at an event. Gold, like, just tell me who it is. Exactly. I want to just shake Zane and tell me who did Boney Island, what right. happened. I, 
yeah, you're not going to be weird about yeah. it. You just want. I just need to, know, need to know what it like, was. I need to know if Tim Long is as cool as I as, <laughs> as I want him to be in my heart. And I'm sure he is. <laughs> I'm sure he is. And uh, but I know that um, what it's what it's interesting because of these the the theme parks because not scary farm we went it had to be four or five years ago and andy has not even suggested we go again dude it's he's got it. he should roll with us he should go with oh, you guys uh, he's go next with year next yeah. year andy's got to go with us like is, or he should just go with his buddy scott who loves that stuff like the power it's of the so sun. good this year so, in particular i think is one of the strongest years they've had too oh yeah so fun fact knott's berry farm is also the originator of it they were the the, oh, the first, first one to start do. Farm? They were start the first one to do like a theme park a haunted th- thing. Right. There is an out of print book that I've been searching for for quite a while that is the history of it. Oh, okay. But like I've been able to put some stuff together just through being having on access the to the internet and, and stuff. Yeah. But it's yeah they they were very early on like the ones who started they did like started with a maze and you know titled the thing and did some theming and people really showed up in droves and it really increased business and like Knotts has always been the park that's you know second. Fiddle Second to banana. Disneyland, yeah, it's, you're right, and so. that is the one play time where, where they dominate Disneyland. Like Disneyland yeah. doesn't play that game, and so like Knotts is the thing for you know those right. couple of months, right? It's uh, the closest they come is they do like a, uh, I think they do the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> Yeah, they do well, something. and they do the Haunted Mansion into uh, Skelly? Uh, the, the, the Nightmare Skelly Before Christmas yeah. thing, which always bums me out because it's less scary than than it is the rest of the time. As, right, and it's I don't I don't know I I mean I don't the, hate Nightmare Before Christmas, but I do feel like it's a it's a flavorant that can go too far if you add too much. Right, I liked it the first time I saw it, and I and I was like, oh, this is something I should watch every Halloween, Nightmare Before Christmas. And so I bought the DVD, and then I watched it, and I was like, oh, it's not as great as I remember. No, and then the next not. year, I was like, well, all right, well, let's do it again. And it's just ridiculous. I think I forced it on myself like for three years, and then I was like... I could even throw this DVD out. <laughs> I don't even need this DVD. It also leans way heavier Christmas than Halloween. Yeah. I always, if I'm going to throw it in a rotation, which is not often, but I throw it in as a Christmas rotation much more than a Halloween piece. Because it's Halloween for about the first 15 minutes of that movie, and the rest of that movie is Christmas forever. Christmas forever. And you're like, why would you ruin your wonderful Halloween town with all this Christmas? <laughs> exactly. And so, And then I was thinking about how this kind of stuff leads – it automatically leads to other things that people are like – um, like escape rooms yep. now are super popular. The fact that they combined laser tag with a haunted house is genius. Is genius. I I bet you there's gonna be a, there's gotta be a haunted escape room. At, there are, oh there's a lot of them. There's yeah? one in the valley that I have not done. I want to try called the basement where you are trapped in the basement of a serial killer and <laughs> you have 45 minutes to figure out how to escape or you're dead. Oh, that's hilarious and terrifying. We did one in San Francisco last weekend, and it was an escape room. And what it was was uh, there was a ghost. Oh, cool! It was go- it was it was a pirate ship with a ghost, and uh, but we did it with with Andy's friends uh, Ed and Emily and their two sons. Okay, whose middle names are like Danger and Trouble. <laughs> Literally, their middle names are Danger and Trouble, which, by the way, are asking for trouble and danger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and but Evan and Ethan, they're lovely boys. Anyway. <laughs> So there's a, a very short, the shortest of all uh, Dork Forest. It's on my YouTube page uh, with Ethan and Evan talking about Minecraft <laughs> when they were like eight or when they were four. So I mean, when they were super little. And anyway, but uh, escape rooms that are scary, the basement one. Yes. It just, it makes, because I've only done two escape rooms now. And I remember thinking before I went into the first one, 
I don't want to be trapped in a room. And then you go to an escape room and they're like, you're not, tra- you gave us $22. You can leave whatever you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be fun. You do a puzzle. There's a bunch of different puzzles. There's another cool gamified one, sort of gamified, but that they have at Knott's this year that, that if Andy goes, I want to get his review on. Because yeah. I've done a demo for this technology at, all right, I'll add a little more dorkdom to this. Yes. There is a, a series of, at the end of summer, conventions built around haunts. That's okay. how dorky this has become. Yeah, yeah. There's one called Scarlet and there's one called Midsummer Scream. Okay. Uh, I've done both, and they both have mini haunts at them, and then they have like some of it's for industry. Uh, you can go. That's where I did a lot of my shopping around, figuring out what fog machine I wanted to buy for all of my like shooting stuff. Because like there's some folks who have some opinions and yeah. beards. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, a lot of a lot of fake blood guys. Uh, sure. A lot of a lot of uh, there's a there's a station where you can make your own tombstone to put out on display with like oh, a Dremel, like with a foam piece. There's yeah. actually it's a lot of fun stuff. Uh, one of the things they had there, one of their demos was a thing that Knott's has picked up the technology to for this. That's you know kind of a kit thing you do. It are, the, are these flashlights that are uh, I believe it's an RF uh, signal to the flashlights from a master control panel that controls when they can turn on, when they can turn off, how functional they are. Mm -hmm. So like the demo one I did was uh, you walk through a room and then all of a sudden the lights go out and then lights turn back on and there's things in the room with you. Oh my God. The version last night was you are going through a haunted house and you have them and they are basically most like there's some lighting but basically you and your group the lighting in the room is just coming from you and your flashlights okay and at certain points they'll be regular flashlights so early mm-hmm. on you're looking around oh it's spooky like it's hard yeah. to see we got a flashlight they shifted to black lights for portions of it so what's even cooler is you're in a dark room and then you flash and your thing all of a sudden hits the photosensitive uh, makeup on right. the face of the person hiding in the room with you oh. so all of a sudden there's a glowing face right in oh front of you oh my god uh, and then at certain points they'll start to strobe yeah. so like at one point you had to walk down this long dark hallway where all the lights would just strobe for a second and then disappear again oh and they would my just god. randomly strobe going through oh it was amazing that <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta. I kind of have to figure out a way that Andy can go oh, to this so this cool. year because it sounds really, really and well. That's done. the kind of technology that's kind of cool to start seeing them working in, or these like like interesting ways where you're interacting with it, and then it can go wrong. My girlfriend and I were actually joking like. How many theme park attractions where the plot is, the attraction is broken and terrible nightmare <laughs> things. Are, like Jurassic Park, the ride does that. The Simpsons oh, ride yeah, does yeah. that. Like so many attractions are built around like rides are super safe. Don't worry. Like yeah. as you're on a safe ride. But they're like, ah, oh, but actually you're in danger. You're in like, danger. It's such a weird like disassociation element to so many right. theme park attractions. Yeah, they're trying to make it. But only Universal does that. Disney does not do that. Although Star Tours was technically that. Oh. If you think about it, because Star Tours, you're supposed to just be on a smooth flight to Endor, and That's instead you join the Rebel get, Alliance. Right, you get hijacked, and things happen. My they brother take you to a, Cuba. My brother has a bit he does on that, where he's like a like businessman who was actually taking this flight because he had to get to Endor to meet the Malastarians for a business meeting, and all of the fun adventure is ruining his business and he's super upset about <laughs> and he thinks the Empire doing a great job because he's a weird conservative businessman <laughs> so he's upset that he's being dragged in this political movement with these terrorists wait he plays that out he plays he... that as a, like when we're standing in line he'll just oh. do like oh, I'm so late and like this look at this gold robot thinks that it's fun to do these things you know what I'd love for you to do your job <laughs> like just just the idea of like a humorless in man in the Star Wars universe is the funniest <laughs> thing in the world to me you know that uh, Maria and Scott uh, 
you know, I'm a member of the Delta Sky Club. <laughs> and, uh, so, oh, oh, are we on a podcast? Did Jackie bring up that she's in the Delta Sky Club? I thought Sky? I might. Anyway, but so I, I got that card that lets me in, and Marie was like, is it is it great in there? And I was like, yeah, it's great in there. So, uh, How when, is she not also She is now. Okay. She is now, and Scott is now. And But Scott, her husband, likes to play this game. Whenever he hears, whenever anybody is on the phone in the Delta Sky Club, he likes to loudly start talking to Maria about the, the Travis account. And he's like, well, you know, the Travis account is a mess. I don't know if you know this. And <laughs> I love that stuff. <laughs> it is pretty fun. So, um, yes. Oh, my God. So what? Uh, yeah. So we have. Yeah. Andy likes to decorate the house. So does you inside or inside and outside? Just outside. Oh, uh, do the mostly. outside. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, I'm gonna have to do a drive by at some yeah, point. Yeah, see he, what he does. Well, and the the kids. Nobody else in our neighborhood does it, so our yard is ridiculous. That's the it's only reason wasteland. I want to own a home. Yeah, and we're, it's a wasteland. And then I mean, Andy will put a flag up on Flag Day. He likes to decorate <laughs> a house. He he bought these oh, two bless pink, him. pink flamingos, and he's like, it'd be good at Easter, don't you think? Pink flamingos yeah, in the front yard. Right. And I'm like. Will you try to out white trash somebody? What is happening? It's <laughs> so with the pink flamingos, and uh, so I am a buzzkill. But uh, and then Christmas, uh, he likes to you know do lights. We do the lights and stuff. But um, we bought that thing that projects mm-hmm. onto the on, oh onto with the, the little house. the snow and the yeah, stars and all the, that stuff. Right, and and it's got pumpkins and ghosts and stuff because you can. It's like a it's like a viewmaster. So yeah. you just change the reel. They got a spooky version of that where it's a little mat you put on your window and yeah. then there's a projector behind it and you can mm-hmm. make it look like there's like ghosts in your window and stuff. We we have a uh it's a negative we hang it um oh, cool. on the front porch. It's a it's a reaper with a uh Rad. With, with a scythe. That's awesome. <laughs> it ripped one year, so I think he taped it and put it up anyway. <laughs> and then we have a zombie that comes out of the ground. Oh, that's rad. <clears throat> so you gotta come by. Oh, I definitely uh, will. When I think October one is when he starts. And then we never give out candy. We give out toys. Okay. Made by children. Uh, we give those out to the children. We get it from Oriental Trading Company. Oh, okay. That's yeah, where I thought it was going with this. Yeah. Like, is this a charity thing or are we making an Asian nope. joke? It's a it's an Asian uh, babies <laughs> make uh, toys for oh, babies. I, I know the Oriental Trading Company very well. Oh, do you? Oh, uh, yeah. My, do you also? Uh, my you know, uh, mom worked in PTA and worked in a bunch of school stuff. And so we would do order a ton of stuff through that for like events and things like that for school. Right. Bouncy eyeball. Like so I remember as a kid, I would, I, I would, there was a few years when I was like nine or 10 where I was just fascinated by the Oriental Trading Company catalog because it's such a weird like, hey, you want to order five dozen uh, Hawaiian shirt drink koozies? Because that's a thing that you now know exists and you can order a dozen of right now. you can just order. It's the weirdest thing. You could just get stuff that doesn't make any sense. I feel like I had such closure after going to so many Chuck E. Cheese. I'm like, oh, this is where you buy spider rings. <laughs> right, right. It's um. It used to be in on Twenty Third Street in New York City is where you can go buy like uh, rhinestone bracelets and stuff. Mm. And a friend of mine has this toy store, and in the nineties or whatever, she used to have these really. They were really cool, like kind of rhinestoney, uh, but they were stretchy. They were just bracelets. We've all oh, seen yeah. them. Anyway, but at the time, they were very popular. And I went down with her 23rd Street, and she bought like a box of them. And then she was selling them for five or six bucks at the store. That's a good plan. And they were like, I don't know, 60 cents each or whatever. And I was like, hey, are these those things that you get at the – and she's like, stop talking. <laughs> we, are in, we are in my store right now. <laughs> 
And um, <laughs> they don't yeah. need to know wholesaling. <laughs> right. It turns out everybody knows what wholesale is, <laughs> but the specifics of wholesale should be a mystery. <laughs> so, but yes. Um, so, what have you ever done? Any sort of destination, other cities, that type of thing? I would like to. Yeah. I'm not sure where I, there's a couple weird ones in New York I'm fascinated with that are a little more like theatrical. Okay. Uh, I have gone to Vegas for a few, and those were a lot of fun. I make the joke that I went to the one at the Circus Circus and I did not know I was going to be there. And then all of a sudden I was brought there and it's the happiest I've ever been in a place because <laughs> it was spooky stuff. Plus there were goth girls selling beer. Plus they were just playing the a bunch of punk music. And I was like, literally, this is everything. I'm vaguely interested in all in one that place. That is hilarious. Like, I've is... never been more. This is a customer who is satisfied. <laughs> It was. I went to Quark's Cafe in oh, Vegas. Oh, that was one another time. glorious one. It was a glorious just sitting around going. It was all that was left was if only I was still drinking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, in, in Minneapolis, there was there's a strip club, and I don't know if it's still there. It was called Sheiks or something, and it was vaulted ceilings with these beautiful chandeliers, <laughs> and it was a strip club, and it had two jumbotron that would show the basketball game and then there were five various degrees of nakedy ladies on stages all over the room and then there were cigar ladies walking around in scantily See, clad. they were they were like we just gotta we can if we can keep them they'll never leave they'll never leave it was like a japanese businessman's haven it was full of japanese businessmen i've never seen so many japanese businessmen except in japan and it was weird. that would actually be where i'd probably go would be the universal japan or korea's they do versions oh, of it they've got they've there's, got scary yeah there's actually japan is probably the one that i'll hustle to because like being a theme park nerd there's some stuff i have to go hit up there because they've got their theme park game is second only to us like okay. america we're real good at theme parks oh yeah if you want like straight thrill rides like the middle east has some solid impressive things but really when it comes to like theming and decor like right. america and japan are both on on well, point andy and i went to disneyland hong kong oh yeah oh how'd you like it it was amazing i'm fascinated by it it was a different experience they had a toy story land mm -hmm. that had um you were supposed to be the size of a toy yeah so they had like bamboo that was like grass so everything was taller than you. Yeah. And um and then they had those army guys, mm -hmm. the green army guys that walked their on the their, little things. On the their plastic the green plastic that they had to walk like that and they had face paint and everything that couldn't have been safe. There's a weird ride not weird, it's neat in Japan at one of their parks where it's their version of the Winnie the Pooh and it was oh. the first trackless ride ever. It was on a GPS system and the idea was that because it wasn't on track, you were free to like randomly flow on yeah. this kind of like organized system because it was attempt to simulate you being a leaf on the wind in Hundred Acre Woods. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. That is an Imagineer hard at work. Yeah. <laughs> that is the one going, oh my God, let's do that. We've presented our business plan as a haiku. <laughs> exactly. There's a guy named Steve Tatum who used to do stand-up here in Los Angeles and he was an Imagineer for Disney. What? And Right. And he, uh, for I think like five years, five days a week, he had a daily sort of daily show kind of thing that he did entirely from his basement full-time job as an imagineer at disneyland and then did stand up at night that's amazing yeah and then he stopped doing that he all he stopped doing stand-up even and 27 years working at disneyland uh di d at disney they uh forcibly retired him <laughs> and get this but perfectly good like sort of parting gift of b bells and whistles and moments later hired 
by Universal yep. Japan to be the head of their R&D for their theme parks. And so he's been living in Japan for the last two years. What an amazing years. life. Yeah, his life is pretty sweet. And uh, his wife is a, is a, a, a she an actress, and she's done like – she's just like a, a lot of um, – She's done like small roles on like CSI and Law and Order and, you know, Bones where she plays (laughs) a distraught mother or (laughs) a distraught wife or uh, a distraught daughter as she's aged. Anyway, so uh, but they're both they're both great. But Steve working in, in the in the in the I just like. Oh my God, Universal! Can you? And I think one of the first things, because I'm me, uh, I was like, "Can you get a deal on those Harry Potter?" <laughs> and he was like, "You know, weirdly enough, I cannot. It is one of the weirdest things ever." <laughs> but he can get into Disneyland forever for free, but just him. I was shocked to finally be able to get through the Harry Potter thing, just because like all of them seemed so untouchable for so long, just because they're so like they change the game for how like theme parks approach what they can do like and for the longest time i was like sure i'll believe it when i see it and walking through even just like the la one which is the smallest of all of them i was like oh i get it this is this is a gravitational shift in how they approach this stuff so and um and steve said that um jk rowling had so much to do with it yeah because you know she's alive mm-hmm. and it's her ip <laughs> so she gets to but he said she insisted that the stores and the rides be like these tiny British, like small English um, shops, yeah. shop size things. And he's like, you realize, and everybody tried to tell her, you know, we're trying to get 100,000 people through this a day. And she's like, well, do it slowly, you know, and uh, make it make it a thing that, you know, is done and I think it's working out anyway. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. I have mixed motion with some of her thought on that because i think she's obviously right i think there is a little bit of a level of like if i'm one of those seven-year-olds who couldn't get in yes like that's a real bummer it is a bummer and it's and it's and it's and 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 in july it's just too crowded i bet so you're just like well i can't but one of my favorite things ever was i was in one of the stores and there was a dad and a little girl and uh, the little girl there was a, a a like a bucket of broomsticks and uh, she was probably nine or ten, and she goes, "Dad, look, they have broomsticks, um, like like in the book. Do you think they're for sale?" <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, That's and he, he doesn't even look at her. He looks dead at me in the eye and goes, "Yes, yes, they're for sale." <laughs> it is crazy how much merch they move on those things. Like when you it's see, amazing because it's hard to tell who's staff there. Because everybody buys the damn robe. Yep. And so you're just like, oh, I need to know where the bathroom is. And I've asked four teenagers and none of them work here. <laughs> right. Andy was fascinated by the fact that a lot of the fans are women. Yeah. It's more women-centric than 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 dude-centric, which is kind of cool. Because there's just not a lot of you know, stuff that's aimed towards uh, predominantly women um, consumers. And it turns out, ladies got monies. Because uh, we all got jobs and stuff. All right. So, uh, what do you want to? What do you want? By the way, I'm talking to Kyle Clark. But uh, an hour later, we are at. By the way, at 55 ah, minutes. Beautiful. So, uh, Kyle Clark. It's at Kyle, at Kyle Clark, Clark is, is rad. rad. This is Rad is the podcast. Yep. Is it on Nerdist as well? It is not. We are an independent uh, project. Well played, and uh, I'm a person. Is the album? Yeah. It's your comedy album. It's, so uh, it came out, uh, and this is uh, going to come hol- out uh, on Tuesday. Oh, right on! Oh, yeah. awesome! So you got anything to plug? You going anywhere? Uh, doing ooh, I think I'm. LA I'm, I'm accursedly landlocked at the moment. Landlocked, uh, or, or, or you know, where I work over at uh, the Talking Dead, and we are deep into the the season on that. So I've been oh, kind of getting eaten up on that, but I'm hoping to 
get out later this year. So if you uh, follow me on Twitter and you live in a place and you want me to go there, shoot a message at me. And right. I'll, I'll put the little pin and, in the map to head over try. there. I'll try. I'll try. That's what we all do. So, um, your favorite, um, what, what is something that you, that one of your favorite rides or haunted houses like that we haven't mentioned? Is there, I, we, we pretty I, much, I we would, went pretty deep there's, here. There's one that I would throw out that's, that of note just because I've given so much love to Knott's because it is literally going to Knott's is my favorite night of the year every year. Like yeah. that's that, that keeps me holding out through the rest of the year is like this <laughs> one night is for me. Uh, the the flip side at Universal, which I do love, still a lot of love for. Uh, two years ago, did a maze for the movie Halloween that followed the plot of Halloween through, and it's oh. maybe the most well constructed maze I've ever seen. It was a true masterpiece. It was terrifying. It was beautiful. It had Easter eggs to a like the third Halloween movie doesn't have anything to do with the Michael Myers movies. It's about okay. masks that murder kids because an evil company is part of an Irish uh, conglomerate that's going to take <laughs> over the world via witchcraft. Oh, okay. Uh, sure. Why wouldn't it be? Two kids jump out and scare you in those masks and I literally yelled out, hey, those are the masks from Halloween 3 Seasons of the Witch. What a great Easter egg in terror. And they just shook their heads and walked away. <laughs> oh, you just ruined it, man. You just ruined it. <laughs> but All that right. that maze and, and uh, uh, this is a whole world I found is on YouTube. There's a lot of uh, a real popular thing now has become like video walkthroughs of mazes, so you can kind of see because oh, right. it's cool because it kind of preserves a thing that otherwise there's so many mazes that like it's get lost because they were there for a year and then they go away. And like there's it's not like a play where you can like buy the cast recording. There's yeah. nothing of it once it's gone, which yeah. is beautiful. But it's neat that they've captured some of these things and you can see some of the amazing work that all these okay. people worked on to go into it. And that one is definitely one that's been captured. So that is And you don't think of it as a spoiler. Nah. Because no? like because it's usually when it's over. Well, and it's and sometimes they put them out before, but also like it's such an organic thing. It's not a thing that you walk in and like all of the things happen the same time every time. Like every okay. time you walk through, it's a different experience. That's why Those I like people. doing them twice, you know, when I can. Oh right, because you're going to get a totally different experience. Sometimes you'll have a bad one, and you're like, oh, that maze wasn't good, and then you do it a second time. Like, oh, I had a bad run through, and all of a sudden I was t- everything timed out different, and now it's amazing. Oh okay. Oh interesting. Yeah that. All right. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I just I, that's about as good an ending I think as I can get. I huh. think, huh? It's a, well. Here, here's the thing. Whenever because uh, ho- the whole month of of, uh, of October is often just one Halloween episode after another. It's the best, and uh, and so. Halloween is never anything I've ever been interested in. <laughs> I don't like candy. Uh, I don't like... Uh, don't like these kids running around. It's, I'm willing to wear a hat, but it's not... But costumes are not my... Costumes are not my downfall, though I do... I like them more today. Did I you think, see... I uh, think Natalie and I are going to be Rocky and Bullwinkle this year. And I was oh, excited. I'm like, oh, that's pretty low-key. I have to show... Loki. I want to <laughs> be Loki. Uh, we Andy and I dressed up as Vikings. You know yeah. what? Did you... Because uh, you can dress up... You go to a portrait studio they'll give you rifles and hats and, and, and a Sam Brown belt and you could look like cowboys, right? They'll give you Viking stuff too? Yeah. Andy was wearing 40 pounds worth of chainmail. And What I'll, is this amazing company? It was called the Mink Portrait and it was real fur. That's awesome. Real swords, a real everything and a real St. Bernard sitting there. But it was in Iceland. And uh, so we, but we're going to use them for our Christmas cards, maybe. Uh, oh, that's if, amazing. If we can figure it out. But um, 
Andy's picture, I posted just a, a snapshot of him, and he said, I look like they came into the village, and they were like, no, we're going to need everyone, including the accountants. <laughs> it's the Helm's Deep battle. <laughs> You're like, oh, even Andy. Even Andy. <laughs> it's no. even the good name for the Viking that was also there. Good. Vlad, Thor, Glalway, and Andy. Andy, put down your quill. <laughs> Pick up that sword with both hands. And uh, <laughs> You are now a calligrapher of blood, friend. Anyway, you guys, uh, this has been the Dork Forest with Kyle Clark, and it was a great one. Yeah, thank you. Uh, for holy smokes, me. it was a, a, an awesome rabbit hole. <laughs> it was well played. And uh, Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat, <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?